really easy to go and get the PDF overall statistics from last year's um, from last year's games. This one, you can't do it. It's stupid. Are you ready to look at the Big Ten website and potentially move to that league instead? If their website's yeah. better? Yeah. I, th- I think it's time to perhaps back out of this Which, thing. Which, by the way, uh, the uh, Pac-12 commissioner's like, yeah, well, UCLA and USC are already regretting their rash decision to move to the Big Ten. <laughs> okay, based on what? Yeah. They took a short-term that? financial game. And didn't like, yeah, like didn't realize the big picture. They're already regretting it. Okay, I'll bet that's on that. That's just that's just dumb. Come on, man. Let's let's just just calm down a little bit. They're not regretting their decision on making three times as much money every year than they did in the Pac-12. Now, uh, as far as winning games, maybe they're regretting that. Maybe their head coaches are regretting that, but. Outside of that, I don't think that's the case. All right, we got to hit a break. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. We'll be back. Central Oklahoma Butte, Buick GMC dealers, bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Thursday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. The McComas family is not shoppers at Costco. Does the Lehman household find themselves shopping at Costco ever? No, Sam's. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I've, I've never been in a Costco. I don't think I have either. And every time we drive by the Costco that's in North OKC, it looks like you're going to have to park two miles away and find an Uber to actually get to the front door. There's so it's many that cars packed. There. Oh, I yeah, I haven't seen it not packed at Costco. See that I don't want any part of that, and I'm sure I'm not saying that it's not great. I'm sure that the things that you can get there are amazing. I've heard that they've got great steaks. There's people that love the golf balls that they sell there. The golf balls that they sell are supposed to be really, really good and uh, and really cheap. I'm sure it's amazing, but I have no interest in fighting a big line of people to go shopping. Well, you know what the new thing you can buy at Costco is? What's that? College football tickets. <laughs> That's right. Certain really? schools are selling ticket packages at Costco right now. South Carolina being one of those teams. Louisville being one of those teams. I believe Rutgers has been selling them inside Costco as well. And they sell them at a premium price, actually. So I'm reading this story on OutKick, and you can buy, like, a ticket package for South Carolina football games. And listen to this deal, man. You get two parking passes along with two all-you-can-eat concession vouchers for a price around $89. And you get to pick between five games to attend, which include Tennessee, Missouri, a&M, and then two non-conference games. Hang on a second. Two parking spaces per game? I don't know if this is per game. Has to be. I mean, if you get a parking space, an unlimited concession voucher, and five tickets 
for $99 or $89? That is the deal of the century. Uh, five, dude. Here, here's what the box says. University of South Carolina, two West Upper Tickets, 2022 regular season home games. It says $89.99 on the box. Includes two all-you-can-eat passes and one fairgrounds parking pass. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Where's the fairgrounds? Is that seven miles away? Who cares? (laughs) I'll park seven miles away, get an Uber, and eat uh, stadium hot dogs the entire time for 89 bucks. No, I'm with you. That is... That's a really good deal. But but what's the thing with selling them at Costco? I don't know. Costco? I, well, I, I actually, I guess Major League Baseball teams were doing this. It's just maybe you're trying to capture the families that want to go. I, I I don't know. I Just another place to sell tickets, I guess. Eggs, milk, guess beer, and South Carolina football tickets. Those go together. It, it is interesting. I wouldn't think that. You, oh, here we go. Getting a little bit louder, go, Tyler. Huh? They are getting a little bit louder <laughs> since we started an hour and a half ago. Um, I wouldn't think that I would walk through Costco and see tickets there, and then you know put them in the in the basket as I'm pushing it around. I, I feel like it's like a thing where you say, "Hey, let's let's get some tickets to this year's game," and you look them up and you get them. But I could be wrong. I mean. It is, it is an opportunity to make it a conversation piece uh, with the kids sitting there, and you you bring it up to your wife whenever you've got all the kids there, and they start heckling, and maybe she gives you the okay. It's uh, in, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, I, I'm sure what you just said is was awesome. I'm, I'm sure it was great. Um, but every time the guy on that PA comes on, yeah. I'm amazed that it's like Brent Venables making an opening statement at a press conference. Like, I would think that the announcements there have to be pretty – Short and sweet and to the point. It seems like that guy talks for like forty-five seconds at a time. Yeah. It well, it it sounds more like Venables when he's at practice with the microphone, <laughs> where it just blasts through everything that everyone's doing at the time. Uh, That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Zach says maybe selling at Costco makes it easier to gift. Maybe. I don't know. Here's tickets to a game and a parking pass that's seven that's seven miles away. Enjoy it, guys. <laughs> hey, if it helps them, but it makes me think that right, we've got a bigger issue out there right now than anyone's really talking to us about. Whenever it comes to um, getting people, I know, man. on site to watch college yeah, football games. Yeah, and and I don't I don't know what South Carolina's season ticket sales look like this year. Maybe this has always been an issue. I, I feel like they've always had a packed stadium back in the day, yeah. even with the 6 and 6 program. But this feels like the most excitement that South Carolina's had going into a year since Steve that's Spurrier right. was there. That's the thing. That's That's kind of what I'm saying and right, I don't and I'm probably wrong on this. I don't follow it that close, but I don't remember OU issuing a bunch of like mini packs or whatever for different games. Like that's that's a fairly new thing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was growing up in the late '90s and the early 2000s, especially when Bob got it here and after the 2000 season, 
I always heard that there was a massive long line list for season tickets. And I don't doubt that there was in, you know, 02, 03, and 04, but yeah, I, th- there's season ticket packages out there. You're right, those mini planes that I've never seen before. Even at Nebraska, man. Yeah. Dude, I, someone texted us. I logged, or my wife logged on to Huskers.com, bought two tickets five minutes later, and a whole bunch of OU fans sent us texts about how, how they bought tickets. And still, you yeah. can get a ticket via Huskers.com. You just have to buy two of their bad non conference games. Like Nebraska, a, a program that's allegedly sold out every single game since World War II. Oh, so that's that's now changed. Like you can't just buy the OU ticket anymore. No, 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 no. I, I think OU fans bought all of those up, all those single game tickets. Now you have to buy the Georgia Southern and the South Dakota game if you want the OU ticket. But that still seems like a weird deal that you can you could buy well, yeah, those yeah, yeah, yeah. still yes. at face value this close to the season. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so attendance. I mean, it's it's shown. I mean, it's declining across college football. That's why. We got a text last Friday, I think, when you were gone, that was asking, well, when does when is OU going to expand to 100,000? They need to do that. I basically said never. And OU doesn't need uh, – 87,000 is, is plenty, especially for yeah. these days. I would rather have an 87,000-seat stadium that you can sell out than a 100,000-seat stadium with, you know, eight to 10,000 empty seats. Is it? It's not 87. Isn't it like 83? Well, it like when the announced attendance happens during the games, it'll be they'll announce like 87,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the only thing that they're going to do is they're going to add suites. Like when they redo the, the press box, they're gonna, they'll add suites. I don't think they'll add any, um, any additional – like stadium seating. Nor, nor should they, man. I, I don't. They they don't need to. And the the comment was made. Well, you know, you OU's current capacity would rank ninth in the SEC. You need to bump yeah. it to over a hundred thousand to be one of the more intimidating environments. To which I, I you can be an intimidating environment with eighty seven thousand people. Yeah, it says uh, you're right. Capacity is listed at eighty six one twelve. Record attendance, 88-308, November 11th, 2017 versus TCU. So, yeah. Their, their, I their uh, capacity is, is is okay. I just – I mean, I, I I, I'm not going to say I, I hope. I just, I just – I don't ever see OU expanding to 100,000. I th- I think like whenever you look at the, the new renderings – I, I could see a case where with a bunch of new luxury suites and stuff that it gets to 90. Yeah. But I think even that is a stretch. Yeah, you want you want demand more than anything, not empty seats. I, I think, if anything, I would say, like, you're, you may end up cutting into some of the capacity to add the suites as it sits right now. But, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it. I haven't – I mean, I've only seen, like, a – just a very rough mock-up, and I'm not even sure it's the right mock-up of what it's going to look like. So we'll see how it goes. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Come check us out. (laughs) 
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Um, interesting. We've been watching this for a while. Um, the sentence has been handed down. Nine years yeah. for Brittany Griner. Um, now, a lot of people have suggested that in order to get the um, the prisoner swap deal done, that the sentencing had to be handed down, all of that process had to play itself out, and then you try and work the deal. Uh, but not a good spot to be in, especially whenever you consider that the person they're trying to swap for is a guy that's accused of, uh, of being a, a weapons dealer and is in prison in the United States for conspiracy to kill Americans. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be some pushback on that deal uh, politically, but I don't know. Nonetheless, nine years is the sentence out of a possible ten. Not very lenient by Russia. You think she uh, serves all nine years in Russia? Um, I don't think she serves all nine but i'm very hesitant to believe that we make a prisoner swap for a wnba player for a uh, a worldwide arms dealer that <laughs> supplies weapons to uh, all man. kinds of shady regimes cartels um, he's know, like he's basically what's the, is the Nick Cage movie that I watched yeah, on Netflix? What's that, that movie, movie called? Is made after him. Are you that's serious? Who the movie's made after. Oh yes. my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's who the movie's yeah, made. Yeah, we got it. We can't. We can't <laughs> let Nick Cage back into Russia. We can't do that. We saw the damage he did in that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So the NFL threatened to appeal the Watson uh, suspension ruling. And they've done it. They have appealed it. Peter Harvey, uh, former district attorney, I believe, of New Jersey, uh, or attorney general, rather, of New Jersey, he's going to be the designee to hear the appeal. Um, NFL still trying to get more out of that. I don't know how this whole thing plays out. It's really interesting. A lot of ins and outs and what have yous. Do you think the six-game suspension is upheld or extended? Um, I think he's going to get suspended indefinitely. I think that's the decision that's going to get made, which will even cause more drama surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in, suspended indefinitely until, like, all of his legal issues play out yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Wow. Nice. Uh, and then finally, uh, two days after signing a NIL deal with Amazon – Auburn quarterback T.J. Finley was arrested the day that Auburn reported for training camp. Now, not a big deal. He was on a moped without a helmet, <laughs> and I guess he eluded police, and they filed a uh, a warrant for his arrest. He later turned himself in. Doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but it made national news. Hey, um... I need a flight to Vegas, please, and I'm going to put money on T.J. Finley's Heisman odds. The last time we had a big-time quarterback evade the police, won the Heisman Trophy the next season, right? 
Why can't Fair T.J. Point. Finley do the same? I'm just saying. It's what winners do in the offseason. Fair point. Actually, I mean, can you count Jameis Winston? No, he won the Heisman before he... Yeah, he stood up on the, the uh, uh, table in the cafeteria and yelled. Well, I can't say <laughs> what he yelled, but yeah, that was after. And, and I guess he never had to actually evade the police with the uh, the crab legs ordeal. So, now nah, it's pretty funny. That's all I got. Okay, so John Calipari, uh, <laughs> head coach at Kentucky. So, Kentucky has scheduled a home-and-home with Gonzaga, which sounds awesome, right? But it doesn't come without controversy because Kentucky, John Calipari, demanded that they don't play on Gonzaga's campus. They nickname it the Kennel. They wanted to play in the larger arena in Spokane. He, he, He tweeted this out, actually. This is on his Twitter page. I'm excited about playing Gonzaga. I'm disappointed that we will have to go there first, but to make it happen, I was willing to do that. Playing in front of 13,000 crazy fans in Spokane Arena will be exciting, just like it will be in front of 22K fans in Rupp next year. Um, Then he goes on to say, anybody that wants us to play in a 6,000-seat facility wants us to lose. And I get that. I tried to look back and find the last time UK played in a true regular season road game with 6,000 or fewer fans. I stopped looking after the 70s. So he didn't what? want to play in a 6,000-seat facility on Gonzaga's campus because he thought they'd lose? Because there's not enough people there? I, I, huh. What an idiot. Was that – I'm sorry. He tweeted that I out. I think he's a great coach, and he's obviously done a really good job at that program. But he that is one of the dumbest things I've heard a uh, – a head coach put out say or or even put out there i mean can you imagine trying to set up a home and home football wise but being like ah you know what your your stadium doesn't hold as many as ours does i know you're great and all you guys are really good but your stadium doesn't hold as much as ours ah Nah, we're not going to do it. You don't think, o- you don't think OU will say that to OSU when they start playing non-con games in the SEC? Maybe. Maybe they will. Please tell me that that's been met with yes. all kinds of ridicule. Yeah, no, of course it has. And, and not just that, the fact that he tweets out, well, I mean, it's annoying that we have to go there first, but whatever, we'll do it just so we can make it happen. <laughs> Gonzaga's wow. been better than you, Kentucky, recently. What are you talking about? That's so weird. That's so weird. Huh. Well, hey, hopefully they get it done. Hopefully they play in a 6,000-seat arena, and hopefully, like he uh, projected they would, hopefully they lose. All right, we got time for just one more, but on 3.com, they listed the 10 most ambitious NIL collectives that are out there right now. I don't know if that means the most money or if they're just doing the most, but most ambitious NIO collectives. Number one is the Spire Sports Group associated with the University of Tennessee. So Tennessee's yeah. got the most ambitious NIO collective. Number two is John Ruiz at Miami. Yeah. Number three is the Fund at Texas A&M. Boy, no surprises here so far. Number right. four is Division Street at Oregon. Number five is the Gator Collective at Florida. 
Yeah. Number six is Boulevard LLC at USC, though they're doing a terrible job right now, it seems like. Seven right. is the Foundation at Ohio State. Eight is the Matador Club at Tech. Nine is the Clark Field Collective at Texas. And number 10 is the High Tide Traditions at Alabama. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think that is uh, – I think that's cool. I think it it is not necessarily – let's see how that top 10 list matches up with the top 10 list for the results – of well, the next few seasons. It's, it's not I don't think Tech is going to be there or USC or Miami or A&M. Uh Ohio State and Alabama will probably be the only two. Right. Well, you wouldn't think so, but I don't know, Tennessee, Tyler, come on. Oh, here, God, we go. here we go. Hey, Boulevard LLC better start doing their job and paying Jordan Addison and Malachi Nelson. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, here's what everyone needs to look out for. They need to look out for these LL, these NIL collectives that all they're doing is going around and setting up shop in a bunch of different uh, fan bases' backyards. You said that a couple days ago. You talking about the Norman NIL Club? Uh, I don't know if I don't know of any of the names specifically, but I know I know that it's happening. Yeah, it's happening here. They're, they're just happening. looking to make a buck. They don't really care about yeah. the athletes at all. Nope. No, for sure. Nope. Don't care about the athletes. Don't care about the program. They're trying to prey on football players and fan bases. That's what it is. Yep. So yeah. Make sure you, you know All who right. you're giving to is basically Exactly it. right. Exactly right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. You sent me a you sent me something before the show started today. Um, is Cade McIntyre OU's lowest rated recruit in this class? Regardless, you sent me his height and weight and his uh, his numbers in the weight room, and oh my god, dude, this kid is a beast. I, I think he is. Is that um, according to? His rating on two four seven. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he's six ninety one player nationally. He is a three star, but technically he is. Right, he's the six six four athlete out of Nebraska, and yeah, his um his his statistics there for the for the measurables. I guess they did their like final strength and conditioning testing. It's ridiculous. Height six four. Weight, 215 pounds. Squat, 510 pounds. Clean, 340 pounds. Bench press, 335. Vert, 39. Broad jump, 9 foot 9. Pro pro shuttle, 424. Um, 40, (laughs) Uh, 4.52. Most of them are uh, like school records and class records. He's a so. six foot four kid that runs a four five two that squats five ten and benches three thirty five, and he's yep. still a senior in high school. Yep, he got a and, chance to turn into a dude. Yeah, and he's going to fill out. Obviously, you know he's six foot four and two hundred fifteen pounds. Like th- this, that 
with those numbers right there, that's a kid that you feel like is going to end up being like, you know, 245-pounder at 6'4", and I don't know if he's still growing or not, but like, those are those are some incredible numbers for a high school kid. That's not, a, those are incredible numbers for anyone, not just a high school that kid. That might be a kid that can put their hand in the dirt and run out in the open field a little bit too. Could yeah, be the best I of mean, both worlds there with those numbers. You never know. Like That could be a tight end guy that could be – Possibly an edge rusher with with that type of explosiveness, a defensive guy. I mean, who knows where all he could play. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, and that is OU's lowest rated recruit in this class so far, according to 247 Sports. Methinks he'll probably be climbing. All right, quick timeout. Final hours next.